It's a great privilege to be with you here. Thank you, thank you for the opportunity. I do not deserve this opportunity, and I hope that uh, we'll joy together in the presence of the Holy Spirit, in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, I would anticipate you a little bit that you might get a little distracted because of my pronunciation somehow. But I will beg you, please stay with me. Because if you are like uh, falling asleep, something like that, that is my distraction. <laughs> what I'm saying now. <laughs> what I'm saying now, right? But um, I, will, I would like to invite you to, to spend this time as a family, right? As in, as in the real family, in the Alpha, right? in your family, in my family. And um, allow me to open this time in prayer also. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to grow together, to know you more, and to trust you that you will make a way, not only today, but also all the days of your life. Because we belong to you, Lord, and you bought us with your high price of your blood. Thank you, Father, because we are gathered this evening we are gathering this evening, Lord, to worship you and to honor you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay, um, as my brother introduced myself, I'm a Honduran, but also I'm a sinner saved by grace. Right? That's my conviction. I'm a sinner saved by grace. But also, the Lord brought us to the Philippines to be his uh, witnesses to be his servants, to learn how to be servants in a new context of life, in a new uh, territory. My brother Ron is familiar with the, several of the places that the Lord allowed me to be there, right? Specifically in Tugigarao. And I want to share with you a little bit of some stories in Tugigarao specifically. You know, um, we'll connect some uh, um, principles of life of servants abroad, like uh, Paul, as you remember in the Bible, Paul was persecuted, right? And also, the love of God was there in the life of Paul, um, helping, helping him to endure those kind of uh, circumstances. We were chased into Gigarao by rebels. But I'm here. I'm really glad to tell you that the Lord is faithful, yeah, accomplishing or fulfilling his word. I will be with you always. Right? And he's with you always. Please believe that because he's with you in every moment of life. Do you remember the, the time, the worship service this morning? Do you remember? It was amazing. Full of testimonies. It was very encouraging time, right? As a fruit of, of, of the love to the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, um, as I told you, we are here also to, to share with you uh, reasons why we are here. Uh, allow me to start saying that the Lord brought us to the to United States to receive pastoral care also from our beloved friends, Cesar and Luz Quiroz, also as our fellow servants yeah, of the Lord. And it is, it's amazing, you know, I'm getting excited. And please, please just forgive me. But Excitement without this kind of emotion is not an excitement, <laughs> you know. Uh, many things came to my mind, specifically because we were thinking, oh, we will visit our, our uh, champion teams of supporters. 
uh, churches and uh, we will visit new churches and also we'll surrender accountability to our leaders in Avant Ministries. How many of you are familiar with Avant Ministries? Oh, praise God, yeah. So now we're talking about common things. And you know, I need to confess that I, I was afraid because this is my first time driving in the United States. It's my second time in the United States, the first time with my wife and I alone, but now with the whole family. And while driving over, over than 12,000 miles in different states here, we experienced the faithfulness of the Lord also. Right? I got the ticket. But not because of uh, high speeding. It was in, in the wrong parking lot. <laughs> but those things just remind me. Thoughts. Why? Why? Why we are here? Why we need to remember the faithfulness of the Lord? Why we need to um, recall or remember that we are his people? We are his disciples. Allow me to connect this, this uh, situation that I found in myself while, while driving. So I, I don't know why, but I connected several thoughts about one article I, I read. The name was, uh, the, title, the title of the um, article was, Christians are going beyond faith. Do you think is that a good title or like a misleading something? Right? It was the same impression with me. But every time, in every corner, in several states, church here, church there, plenty of churches. And why this kind of title? So sarcastically, I thought, oh, this guy might might know all the Christians in the world, right? Or specifically in many states. You know what I'm saying? Right? Okay, but this is is my connection. Uh, Kierkegaard is the... Author, I don't know if you are familiar with this person, this character, but he was talking about his doubts about faith and also providing his own perspective about faith. But I will risk you some of, of uh, his thought because this is something you might, you might think, oh, you are reacting to that article or what happened? Allow me to connect things here because later we'll go to the, to the Bible. For him, memory was remembrance of the experienced pain, the empathy towards the suffering and feeling of others, and the fear, the fear of the absurd. Am I pronouncing well? Right? Yeah? The greatest enemy of mankind. He pointed that the fear of the, abs- the, fear of the absurd, the greatest enemy of mankind, and uh, Kierkegaard, has no trust in the general innate goodness of man. Okay, many things to talk, right? But I will not extend too much this, his ideas because we need to, to lay, to trust in the Bible first. But one of the things that I, that I like from this guy is that he has no trust in the general innate goodness of man. So if I ask some of uh, my friends before, uh, why you are going to heaven? Oh, because I'm a good person. Is the answer, the fastest answer. Oh, because I'm a good, but I suppose I'm talking to a believer. 
in Jesus Christ. Okay, now, this is, this is the point. I'm just using this, uh, this title to connect to the fundamental aspect about faith and not merely Christianity because there are significant implications of life experiencing God's faith. Are you with me? That's a more important thing. We need to talk about what we are experiencing from God in his faith. So, first of all, um, I will invite you to, to open your Bible. Probably you have uh, your Bible in your phone or uh, your uh, hard copy of Bible, please. Open, open your Bible in the book of Acts. Just, just in the book of Acts. I will start saying that the term or the, 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 yeah, the word Christians is in the Bible, yes. But I will, I will invite you to read carefully something very important because now I'm observing that this church is a multinational church. And the Lord is also doing different things about his mission. He's moving people from everywhere to spread the gospel, yeah, from one part to another part, and he's in control of everything, right? But this is the important thing. Christians. Okay, Christians. What happened with the term Christian? What's the meaning of Christian? Should be. Should be. <laughs> Don't get afraid. <laughs> Should be. The issue is, we have many people called as Christians, or so-called Christians. And you know what happened? Other people from other religions are pointing to the failure of the so-called Christians to include ourselves in their category. Are you with me? Right? Okay. This is something to reflect. Okay. We'll start saying that Christians, the term Christians, is in the Bible in the book of Acts, chapter 11, Verse 26. But um, the term Christian, it was given to the followers of Jesus Christ by the citizens of Antioch. Interesting. It's in the Bible. The term was given not from the same believers. It was from the people in the region of Antioch. Good point. Another one is... Luke was just writing about what happened in there, and he continued writing about, about them as disciples, right? As disciples. In all the chapters, you will see the same term, disciples, disciples, disciples. That's why this night, this evening, I want to invite you to think carefully about why do I need to call myself Christians? I have nothing to do with those so-called Christians. Don't get afraid. I'm just illustrating. <coughs> this is important to do. You know why? Because as you, as a missionary church, you need to, to understand the way of thinking of other people around the world. And why do I need to, <coughs> to say, I have nothing to do with other so-called Christians like Madonna, Lady Gaga, and Snoop Dogg, right? Because I'm a, I'm a follower of Isa Almasi. I'm a follower of Isa Almasi. 
What's the first, the first thought that is in your mind now, listening? I'm a follower of Isa Almasi. Have you heard before that, that term? Could you share that? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a follower of Jesus, the Messiah. Jesus, the Messiah, he's my savior. And, I, and, and I'm, I'm invited to follow him and to be his witness, right? But not just to call me as a Christian. Because in, in the Middle East, other countries or other people believe in a different set of beliefs, also in, in other countries, they are, they are thinking that Christians are the same around the world. But I have nothing to do with those bad Christians, right? Because I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. Are you with me now? Yeah? Now we are connecting important things. Because in our mind, it's important to remember about my identity, right? And who is the person I will represent or I should represent? And that's why now you can go to John chapter 8, verse 31 and 32, to see what the Lord said about his disciples. And I, I will invite an, a, a volunteer to read it. John 8, John chapter 8, verse 31 and 32. Amen. And the truth will make you free. Free of what? Sins, number one. And what is, is around sins? Do you think it's happy to be miserable because of our, our sins? Of course, you will, re, you will reply no, right? But somehow when we are in the, the pleasure of any kind of sins, we are not aware about our misery or miserable state. Am I right? Right? But this is the important thing here. Now, when I'm clear that the Lord bought me through his blood, I need to remember his sufferings, but I need also to remember the purpose of life that he gave me, right? To be in this world. Why? Okay. The purpose of telling this it's because we need to stop talking about religion. Are you agree with me? Yeah? We need to stop talking about religion. The world is full of ideologies, full of arguments about religion and things like that. It, it, it's not finishing. <laughs> we will not finish that kind of speech. But when we are talking about relationship, as disciples of Jesus Christ, everything will change. Number one, we will start revisiting our identity in Jesus Christ. That's, that's important. So, as I share with you, there, there are more, more principles or more resources that we need to encourage others, right? To share with others, to prepare them, to, as, as um, Ephesians 4, 13, oh, let me check, 11, says that we need also to prepare others for the work of the ministry, 
right? And that's why we are together here this evening, because we need to help one another to remember that we are child of God, that we are disciples of Jesus Christ, and we have a purpose in our own town, in our own country, and up to the end of the earth. Are you with me? Okay. At least it seems like I'm pronouncing a little bit better, right? <laughs> okay. Um, I will invite you to revisit some principles of life for disciples of the Lord. So number one, one of the principles of this, of, of this kind of life is believe in me. Trust in me. You know, when uh, Kierker, Kierkegaard was sharing about his uh, doubt of faith, it's something like, uh, it's hard when we try to understand the Bible without the Holy Spirit, it's hard to, to have faith. And how the faith comes to our, to our life. Number one, by? By? Hearing the scriptures. Hearing the word of God. Number one. So now as a father, I have a commitment also with my, with my children to expose them to hear the word of God. Right? That's a commitment. Also, oh, hey, be careful. I have the same commitment and sometimes I fail. And I need to acknowledge that. And that's why when I'm finding myself in conflict or in trouble is because I'm forgetting the faith in Jesus Christ in his word. Wow. The other aspect, we found faith when we accept the fact that I am a sinner, incapable to save me from his wrath by my own ways. Do you believe that? Right? I'm incapable. And that's why the Lord also provide us, provided us the Holy Spirit to help us to grow in faith, right? Because that faith was deposited or deposited in my heart. That faith do not come from us. That faith is a gift from the Lord for us to trust him, right? But that, that, that kind of faith also helps us to be repented about our sins, to confess our sins. You know why? Because we have a faithful God that he says, if you confess, what? Loudly, please. Loudly. If you confess your what? Your sins. What's the promise? He's faithful to forgive me. Are you sure, Dad? Yes, I will not discipline. Dad, but you know, I did this. I will not discipline. Come to me. Are you sure, Dad, you will not hit me? Yes, come and have a talk to see what happened before. I'm just trying to illustrate what, what happened in the real life as, as, as parents and, and children in the moment of discipline because we need also to, to, to help them to understand faith in this kind of context because our, our desire for them is to trust in the Lord, right? but also to stay away from sin. Because this is not a waste of time. This is an invitation to 
to remain in his, in his faithfulness, to enjoy yeah, the joy of being forgiven, right? That's wonderful. For me, this is amazing. <laughs> For me, it makes sense a lot. But that's why Romans 5, 8 says, but God demonstrates his love, his own love for me, for us, in this. While we were sinners, what, oh, sorry. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Again, again. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were sinners, Christ died for us. Could you help me to understand faith here? Don? Are you a volunteer? Could you, could you help me to understand faith in this verse? Romans 5, 8. That's enough, right? I was still sinner, incapable to do nothing for me, but did, he did everything for me beforehand. As Pastor Big was sharing this morning, right? That was a wonderful also message. The Lord has done everything for me. And you know, imagine faith. I, I'll try to illustrate faith. If I'm a wealth guy or wealthy guy, right? Of course I am, but not here in heaven. But if I put too much trust in my riches, if I'm dying right now, do you think my money is enough to kill my, my illness? In the Philippines, I saw multimillionaires dying, but the money was not enough. And they were really scared of dying, right? Because of COVID. But the money was not enough. But when the Lord opened our eyes and showed us that we are incapable to do kind of things like that, right? Specifically to save me of his wrath, you know? I thanks God. I thanks God. Because he's giving me the opportunity to live for him, to enjoy his life, and also to be a child, right? Lacking nothing. If I'm poor, I will lack nothing, right? Because he is enough for me, yeah? He's the only one who can satisfy my needs. And the most important need I have is salvation, Salvation. I thank God because I, I'm, I'm looking many parents here allowing the kids, listening the word of God. And I hope, guys, that you are listening a better pronunciation also because this message is important for you because the Lord invited you to follow him, to trust him, to enjoy his life, right? His salvation because you also are prepared to receive that gift of salvation, right? Okay, allow me to continue here, but I will turn right now 
through one anecdote. Um, this anecdote, we, we found it in, in the middle of reading some books with our brother Cesar and Luz Quiroz, with the purpose of uh, also checking things about the life of disciples. But, okay, uh, there was a nice and cool lady uh, coming to the, his, her favorite worship service, right? And, you know, I don't know what was the reason, but for some reason she has decided not to put any money in the basket when the offering collection happened. Okay, but you know, suddenly, when she saw the leader of the, of the Bible study she belongs, when she saw, she saw the, the leader yeah, approaching her seat, she suddenly took her, some money and put in the basket. You know why? Because she was avoiding to, to feel or to, to, to find herself feeling the embarrassment of uh, not giving nothing because he was, she was known as a good Christian. Okay, what's the purpose of sharing this anecdote? You know why? Because we need also to, to check, to review, to prove our intentions, our motive of following Jesus. Right? There are several kinds of faiths, you know. Lord, if you heal me, I will follow you. Lord, if you provide for me, I will follow you. Lord, if you forgive me, I will follow you. How many kinds of faith? Right? But also, how many kinds of motives we found for the people to follow Jesus, to be his disciples? Okay, I am not trying to, to share this anecdote to stone the lady of the story, right? Because that would be really easy if, because we are full of legalism. The idea is to check, to reflect in the fact of pretending to live as, as a disciple without the Lord Jesus Christ is really quite impossible. You know what I found? That I failed also. But allow me to tell you the story later. Um, because I, I, I got really, really excited uh, reading this Bible. I will encourage you, if you find a copy of this book, the title is Deep Changes. There, there is an English, English version of the book. Uh, the name is Deep Changes by Nicolas Trancini. Uh, he is an Argentine uh, uh, writer, of course, Christian. But you know, you will really enjoy. And, you will, and that book is really helpful to check what happened in our life as a disciple of the Lord. And the commitment we need to adopt, right? To align in the proper way of living as disciples of the Lord. But this is also a purpose. There's a purpose of um, um, sharing this anecdote. Please go with me to Matthew 7, 22 to 23. Matthew chapter 7 Verse 22 and 23. I'm sharing with you this because I found that it's important for us to check. Am I a disciple of the Lord? Or am I just identifying myself as a Christian person? Yeah? Okay, but now let's read Matthew 7 Verse 22 and 23. A volunteer? Please? 
thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works. And then I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. That's really hard. I found, I found one, one friend in the Philippines asking me, why that Bible verse, Pastor? And I told him, <laughs> are you scared about that verse? Yes. You know why? Because if I'm doing all these things to the Lord and then he will, he will uh, re uh, reject me by that kind of answer, no, that's, that's really hard for me. But this is important because... This verse for me says, because it shows me the risk of doing something for the Lord in faking faith without knowing him, without loving him, without delighting a genuine relationship with him. That's the risk. That's why we need to check our faith in Jesus Christ. And I also suggested another friend, stop doing that kind of life. Listen again the gospel. Ask questions, but do not try to live as a person that you are not. Because you are facing also punishment from the Lord. He will not be happy receiving any kind of this service. Something that I also learned that when I was a, a deacon in my church in, in, in San Pedro Sula, Honduras, I was full of ministry, full of commitments, full of uh, 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 spiritual activities. But you know, I found also that I failed. I failed. I failed. Okay, now, because our topic includes also bringing the gospel yeah, far to the end of the earth. There's two characters in the Bible that are also showing the real life of disciples committed bringing the good news abroad. Please open the same book of Acts in chapter 11 and 13. But we'll start in anticipation with Acts chapter 1 verse 8. I think you, you know that verse by memory. Huh? Acts chapter 1, verse 8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, and in all Judea, and Samaria, and unto the ends of the earth. Allow me to, to share some aspects of, of the, this, this specific Bible verse. Number one, we will receive power. From whom? From the Holy Spirit. As, as disciples of the Lord, genuine disciples of the Lord, we will, we will be empowered. Right? We will be empowered to do something that the Lord prepared for me to do. Right? Number two. To be what? In what, in what way? Into him. About what? What he did for me to be his witness? He saved me, right? In the Philippines they say, Anopa, what else? 
That's it? Right? He saved me, he forgave me, but he also gave me eternal life. But now, he trusted me to bring the same message to others till the end, right? Up to the end of the earth. Up to the end of the earth. But also, is in the same verse, um, where I will start. That's right. Thank you, brother. You know, the many, many countries, now Honduras, it's considered like a, the, the evangelical population is like a 55, 56% in the country. But if you read some, some news, you will find that our, our country is involved in so many, many terrible things about corruption, about drugs, uh, about gangsters, and things like that. But we are considered like 55, 56% evangelicals. Hmm. That's a good thing to consider. What happened? Are we being hit witness in our own country? We need to check what happened in there. But also the invitation is to be hit witness in my own subdivision. We'll start there. Where you are, you said, where you are. So in my subdivision, in my own home, I will start in my own home also being a witness with my neighbor. Being a witness also with the people of my, my how you call this, my county, right? With the people of my state, with the people of my entire country, but also up to the end of the earth. That's the implication that I, I, I wanted to clarify because there are practical things there. The Lord is doing the same with us because we are his disciples and he's sending us to do the same. But you know what's the very interesting aspect here of the life in, in Paul and Barnabas? Number one, in chapter 11, 26, okay, notice important things. Chapter 11, verse 26. Please go with me there. I will not tell you that I'm about to finish, but till what time? Yeah? Okay. Notice something. Acts, book of Acts, chapter 11, verse 26. Can you read it, please? Okay, but before uh, reading that they were, they, they were called Christians the first time, what are the important things for your own eyes in those verses as a characteristics of the disciples there? Okay, they were teachers, yes, but there's, there's another important thing before. Yeah, but uh, let me, you, you, okay, 26. Try to read it from uh, uh, 25. What verse 25 says? 
Okay? Okay, probably, yeah, 11, 24. 24, yeah. Yes, that one, thank you. For he was a good man. Hmm. But he's saying not only a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and faith. Full of the Holy Spirit and faith. That's an important characteristic for a disciple to be full of the Holy Spirit and faith. And this is not easy. But it's possible. It's not easy, but it's possible. How? Because we need to stay with the Lord. We were invited to stay with Him. We were called to be with Him. But also, to fulfill this task, we need to be full of the Holy Spirit, right? Without His Holy Spirit, we cannot do anything about his own mission because it's not about me. It's not about my capabilities. It's not about my talents. It's not about my, my good way to speak. Right? Imagine myself. I'm having a hard time trying to speak English because it's not my mother tongue. <laughs> but in the moment, I, I, I was able to experience in the very important moment of sharing the good news, you know, the Lord is providing the power of the Holy Spirit, allowing my mouth to be, my tongue to be untied and and to, to talk His word, not my word. That's the moment of experiencing the fullness of the Holy Spirit because we need to prepare ourselves before doing something for the Lord. Right? The other thing is, there's another important aspect. You know what happened in the middle of Barnabas and Paul? Do you think everything was so happy? Do you remember their story? They, they just have some argue, arguments and then that's it. They shake hands and everything is, is there. No. They fought. In Reading carefully, it was a sharp argument, a discussion, right? A dissension. And you know, this is my story. I found myself involved in pride and also embarrassment or being ashamed, right? Just fighting for argument. Fighting for things that are not worthy. Why? Because this human nature is still active. Right? And I need to acknowledge that if I'm trying to be filled with the Holy Spirit, my flesh will oppose too much. But you know my story is not ending like uh, I got involved in a conflict. The good thing is the Lord is in the middle. The Lord is restoring relationship. The Lord is preparing a better time to go back to the Philippines with full of joy. You know why? Because I'm sure I'm his disciple and I want to glorify him And I understand that I I was invited 
to be his witness there. But I cannot do it alone. <laughs> because he's not about me. And I want to encourage you. You know, we were talking about faith in the beginning. But faith in my life is, is in every moment. As in your life. If you want to glorify the Lord Jesus Christ, if you want to invite others to sanctify the name of Jesus Christ in their life, we need to walk together. But first, we need to come to Jesus Christ. And we need to give thanks because he's not only doing a way to enjoy this life with him, he will make a way also to destroy conflicts, right? To restore relationships, not only among fellow servants, also in the family. Because Satan knows that if the family is divided, we have no message to share. I want to encourage you to use that faith to keep stronger in the Lord Jesus Christ, to fight this battle my brother was invited us to march, right? To acknowledge that we have a fight to be involved. But this is only through the Holy Spirit. This is only through the power of the Lord Jesus Christ on us. That way, not my way. I want to thank you, you know, because you were so patient listening, listening <laughs> the way I started. But I want to assure you that when you trust everything in God's hands, you will have peace, as I have now. I have joy, yeah? You know, it happens several times because I'm a stubborn, <laughs> I'm a hard-headed. <laughs> but this is the way I'm growing in faith in the Lord because I have a message to share I don't have an empty speech. I have something important. The Lord is able to forgive your sins as he forgives my sins. That's a great message that I can share with you tonight. Please, share that message to others, please. To your neighbor, to your friends, to your co-workers. Do be, be intentional, right? in every kind of relationships because we have a real relationship with our Savior, with our Father through Jesus.